0: Ooh, <laughs> The internet skulking about the graveyard with manic grins and poorly applied gothic makeup. Welcome to a very special episode of Nitchwick, the podcast about friends, living or dead, and video games. The time of darkness is upon us, and so is a spooktacular. Sit, listen. Hear talk of the darkest and chilliest tales of games past. My name is Andrew Fasciano, and fun fact, this Halloween, my costume will be Elite 1990s HACKER! Woo! Whoa! I'm flailing my arms as I do this. <laughs> oh. It's getting weird. Oh! Someone talk so I can stop flailing!
1: Adam, wait. Drew. Yes? What is, what's your hacker name?
0: Uh, Crimson Override. Now please, I keep flailing my arms and I need to stop.
1: Just put it down, okay. Alright, yeah, Adam, you got it. As Zach has already said, my name is Adam. (laughs) (laughs) You know it was twice. I said your name twice. I know.
2: Uh, my name is Adam, and fun fact... For this Halloween, as I've done for the past mm, three or four Halloweens, uh. I will once again be a, be assuming the form of the Wizard King.
0: Yes, yes. The Wizard King. What is the a Great mean? and
1: Mighty Wizard King? May he forever <laughs> rule in the realms of Halloween. Yes.
0: thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, yes,
2: yes. And right, that, that's about it. That's all i to...
1: Sorry. Uh, just a short short description of the Wizard King, Adam. Maybe maybe we want to hear Wizard
2: King is he is part wizard, part king, all wizard king. Uh, it's essentially a robe, a hat, a staff, and and a sword, all enchanted oh, with the man. greatest of magics. Now, some may say, Adam, that looks an awful lot like a Mickey Mouse uh, costume that you happen to just have a staff and sword. But that's just not true. I stole them from the uh, Wizard's Apprentice, the Sorcerer's oh. Apprentice. Oh, oh!
0: I, I, didn't I know never that knew that origin story whatsoever. Yeah, that's I didn't new. even know.
1: I didn't even know there was one. I thought you just sort of like reached into your closet and grabbed all those props.
2: Uh, so the actual, the actual backstory of this costume was uh, in college. I was a CA for a while and. A part of being a CA is we have to put on these events. And so my mom, being the ever-present like, event planner, said, this is literally as I'm getting ready to go to college for that year. She's like, here, take all these things. Like, Mom, what am I going to need? Like a robe, a wizard's hat, like all this stuff for. She says, oh, I don't know. You might need it for an event. And then that year, it, uh, me and a bunch of my buddies wanted to go out trick-or-treating, and I didn't have a costume. But because I had all this stuff in my
1: closet, I just kind of reached in and put everything on. And thus assume the form of the Wizard King. That actually, that reminds me of a story of like my freshman year where uh, my mom sent me a box that was just full of random Halloween supplies. <laughs> and so I, I ended up going as um, Admiral Akbar the Wizard.
0: What? I had an, an
1: Admiral Ac- Akbar mask and I had a wizard robe. How did that I not, how did I not
0: see that? That seems beautiful and majestic and I want it in my life.
1: Yeah, um there's pictures of it on Facebook if you'd like to look way deep in the archives. I'm
0: going to have Not to, you audience I'm member. Deep down in You the can't stacks. see that. Yeah,
1: no, don't Hey audience member, um don't don't look at don't look at my Facebook. Unless I'm already friends with you then fair game. But if I'm not friends Even with you, then. don't don't go digging into, into the deep archives. Just saying.
2: Well, who are you and what is your what is your fun fact?
1: Hello there. My name is Zach, and uh I'm not entirely certain what I'm going to be for Halloween. But I had a really funny idea with a friend of mine, and uh, I so I dress dress really preppy, and mm-hmm. so I was decided. Mm-hmm. You know what? I will dress like a goth, oh. and then my friend dresses really gothy, and so he would dress like a prep.
2: I feel like I know exactly which which
1: friend this is. <laughs> I made a joke to him. I don't know if we're gonna do it, but I made it. It's out there. The joke I think is you should there.
0: Do it. I think Goth Zack uh, I... would be very fun to see.
1: Goth Zack would be fucking hilarious. Now um, is
2: Goth Zack and like paint their nails black, put a bunch of like get a choker and like a bunch yeah, of jeans. Yeah, it would and stuff? it would literally
1: be like I'd have to go find one of my friends who can put makeup on so that way I can get the black eyeliner going. And then you paint the nails black, you get the choker. Um you'd wear black skinny jeans, obviously. obviously. Um as well as like a tight fitting like uh Okay like a tight-fitting I, I... black like metal shirt probably or mm-hmm. something like that i'm gonna go a little into punk territory but you get the idea
0: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i, I have a quick
2: side tangent about goths and their super tight black skinny jeans i remember being in high school one day and the goth kid that always wore these like super tight skinny jeans walked past and i remember overhearing at some point of man these jeans are really hard to put on in the morning <laughs> <laughs> and i i, I kind of just stood there as like then why are you wearing them <laughs> Because it looks good, yeah.
1: It's about the it's about the style. Oh, I see. Yeah, I I I don't know how on earth these people wear this stuff. Like, I always I always look at people wearing those skinny jeans, and I'm just like, I can't put those on my pants. I can't put those on my legs. My legs will my legs will deoxygenate.
0: They just don't make skinny jeans in my size. It's never been an option for me, so I've never had to worry about it.
1: Uh, Ah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. But I will ask you a question, Zach.
2: You know what you might have had to worry about, what? Drew? Oh. What is that, Adam? Time is ever-present and always passing, and I
0: hear you've had a week. My goodness, oh. I have had a week. Well, I have had
1: a week, Adam. Boy, asked the question to me.
0: <laughs> mm. What? But, Nothing. like, this is the order week.
1: <laughs> no, we do. No, no, no. No, no, no. That's entirely accurate and appropriate, and you do what? it. Uh, Drew, you do it. You get it done. You get it done right now.
0: I'll do it. I'll do it for you, Zach. Only you, Adam, can go straight to hell. But I will tell him how my week was. And thanks. It has been... <laughs> as as the
2: last thing I hear before I go straight to hell, this will make hell all the more palatable.
0: Excellent. Uh, so my week's been pretty alright. Uh, I've been doing a lot of little secrety stuff that I don't want to talk about. But I have also been. Um, let's see here. We're at peak for code time, which means we're freezing up our code. We're getting ready to, you know gear up for the holiday season so that like all the new systems and all the new features that we have in like work nice proper and clean and as a result everyone is just on red alert mode and it's really high energy and really high tension and that's when we decided to bring in two new people to uh you know help out with this everything so that's Hmm. going good we're training up some folks um i went home this weekend i got to see my family uh that was really fun me and my dad we uh we bonded over the band Cream. He has the vinyl of the albums, and what? I really like them.
1: Wait. Mm-hmm. Pause. What is Cream?
0: Cream is like a 70s... It's like a 70s rock band. They, uh, they're they really good. You should check them out. Okay. Um, they have really trippy art and really trippy songs. And you've probably heard them. You just don't mm. know it's them.
1: Mm. I just... Mm i'm just i'm seeing a lot of potential unfortunate name it is yeah an unfortunate like name. <laughs> there's a lot of fucking potential with that name my,
0: my theory it, is it worked out like back then it wasn't as weird sounding as it is now but time has just not been just, very kind to it no i'm pretty
1: yeah. mm, i don't know i think i think that yeah. euphemism's been there i think they might have intended it
2: that's right of course what they meant was melted ice cream of course oh. Of course. So put those vinyls in the freezer and you'll get ice cream. Mm,
0: that's how that works. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, I hung out with my dad. We played some... He has a bass now, and so I, like, played bass with my dad, and he's actually really adept at guitar. So, like, that was kind of nice. fun. And, yeah. And, you know, then I just... Start like... a band with your dad. Yep, um... start a
1: start band, dad. <laughs> start start dad band.
0: Um, I would have to do something other than play instruments. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. so,
1: obviously, obviously, when you start the the dad band, you need everybody needs the dad bod obviously.
0: I mean, Um, we should stop right here right now. uh, This is not going to go to a good place. How about Drew? Did you? (laughs) But Drew,
2: did you play any games? Or I did. You were kind of busy this week.
0: I was busy, but I took the time to play more Death of the Outsider. That game's really, really good, guys. Um, Ah. I really like it. Um, I. I kind of, like, everything I said last week is still there. It's still really good. It's really moody. Um, I didn't get that much time with it, but the bits I did play, I was like, yeah, this is working for me. This is this is thematically what I'm about. Nice. Uh, yeah. And that's oh, is me. it?
1: It's right, in your, it's right in your realm. It's in your strike box.
0: It is. It is in my strike box. Yeah. You know what else is in my strike box, Zach? What? A question that I have to you about how your week has been.
1: Oh, I'm going next? You that's are. right how oh, order has changed oh the order has changed <laughs> pray I do not alter it further
0: when did we establish an order
1: there's an I order. don't know I there was to... gonna say this it's like it is you drew and then it is Adam that is me I always go last for some reason uh, okay. but not this time but not because
2: this time. on this Halloween special this podcast is haunted yes. that's oh. right, listener. You're also
1: haunted. Oh, no. Everything's topsy-turvy. Oh, I didn't want to haunt everybody.
2: God. Too bad. Now, tell me about your week before I also go straight to hell.
1: Oh. (laughs) Um, Hello, everyone. Uh, I I had a decent week. Uh, What did I do? Oh, goodness. Because the last time we recorded was Thursday? Don't don't bring kayfabe. Just...
2: What? It was a week ago, guys. What is week, Seven days Hold up, hold up. What is
0: kayfabe? What is, yeah, what, what is kayfabe? Mean?
2: Kayfabe is a wrestling term for don't break the act, don't break the illusion.
1: <laughs> I didn't know. Um, well, don't I'm break gonna, kayfabe. I'm going to bust the illusion in half. I think starting from Thursday, I, I, uh, what did I do over the weekend? Uh, nothing of value, apparently, since I don't remember. Oh, never mind. Wait, did I talk about this? No. Okay. Um... So I don't know. <laughs> I I visited my mom over the weekend, which is pretty Yay. cool. Um, and then I, in the same day, drove down to my uncle's place, and I ran Dungeons and Dragons for his kids.
0: Yeah, oh, how'd nice. that go?
1: Um, now, on, so, before you begin, it, had they played this before? Yeah. So my so my oh, uncle okay. has been sort of like my uncle has made some pretty baller shit with uh with with uh just like. He's made these, like, 3D, like, diorama kind of things Ooh. um, that are, like, full dungeons, and he's even put the little squares in there. um, And they look super cool. I, I think they're, like, the coolest shit. Um, and so he's been sort of, like, running D&D-style stuff with his kids. It's mostly board game stuff. But they've been sort of, like, playing against each other. And so I just ran, like, a proper sort of dungeon with uh, with my uncle and his two kids. And so uh, his two kids, they're, they're like, 10 and 11. So they weren't really, like... They weren't really, like, playing... They, they were goofing. They were just, just they all goof. They um, weren't optimizing their builds at all. So, like... So his son who's the older who's the 11 year old um did not want to play with the team at all whatsoever like his entire intention was to just fuck with us just to like to fuck with this party i like i didn't mind it so much because i was the game master and it didn't bug me but like i could tell my uncle was just like no we have to play as a team um no dad i will go rogue it's really funny um and then uh so my niece on the other hand she played the game like once she figured out what my uncle was trying to do uh she was like all right so we got to work as a team and work together um on the flip side they were both creedy as heck (laughs) like they both of them like every time something happened they were just like all right i loot it for all of its money (laughs) i'm like what to be fair that's kind
0: of how you play when you start off like it's true even now in our campaign like it's totally like are they dead oh loot the bodies
1: yeah, but no, they, they take it to another level. When they enter a room, they're looking for the loot. <laughs> like, okay. they are genuinely searching for loot. You know, I gotta be um, honest,
2: that's kind of how I often play a couple of, like, RPGs and stuff, where I'll go into a room and, like, make a sweep, like, alright, ignore the enemies, ignore anything. Is there treasure here? No? Yeah. Alright, I guess I'll deal with the puzzle or the, uh, <laughs> the enemy. I mean, that's
1: kind yeah.
0: of how I play Zelda, I think. Like, yeah. treasure, treasure, treasure.
1: It, it is super interesting, and uh, I, I got to the end of it, and I didn't mind it so much, but I think my uncle was just, like, frustrated with the fact that his, his kids weren't, like, playing as, like, a group, like, as a team. Um, but on the flip uh, side, I did start a really fun combat with them. Um, nice. And I did get to punish the... I get to punish my nephew, basically, um, because... Like I had like a big monster that was chasing him down a hallway, and then uh, later on, like it was revealed to be a fraud, and the villagers were upset with him. It was a really fun. <laughs> nice. Mm. Um, mm. So, uh, I did that. Um,
0: did you did you play any any video games, Zach?
1: I I mean I've been playing Overwatch, and I've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, par for the course. Yeah, par for the course. Um, one other thing that's not video game related, but it is another game related is that, uh, while I am still creating my mega dungeon, I'm also going to be part of a, uh, apocalypse world campaign. Um, and I have most, like we, we needed to do the final character session tomorrow, but today, like today and over the last few days, I've been building the character and it's actually super fun because I got, uh, I got the guy who's going to be the master of ceremonies is what they call it. The MC in apocalypse world, uh, so the MC, like, I, I okay to world style apocalypse?
2: Yeah.
1: And let me tell you, let me let me tell you, it's, oh, I'm ready. Um, so I think I've asked this so, before, but which one of you is gonna be
2: Kevin Costner?
1: oh uh, uh, right. Uh, Zach, um, you'll take that one. Do you want? I you don't be think that it's hero? gonna be me. Um i'm playing the driver which means i have a boat and that's my Mm. thing i have a boat i own a boat and i even so i'm not even gonna lie i'm not even gonna lie let me tell you something i got into doing this i literally wrote up three different outfits this character could be wearing (laughs) Uh. this is for his evening wear this
2: is
0: casual wear i love how i have learned all about your like your fashion abilities in games like i didn't know it was like such a thing for you
1: (laughs) i make it a thing i started making it it really became a thing when i started playing 14 but uh sorry final fantasy 14 but uh i am doing give me a second so so the character so the one consistent part of the outfit for that character is that the character is always wearing aviators no matter the outfit always must be wearing aviators
0: <laughs> even at night is he just oh, that yeah. cool you have yes, to wear
1: your sunglasses cool. at night dude um, you have to and like and like the other outfits basically like the first one has like a like a a basically like a pilot's jacket and then the mm-hmm. second outfit has like uh has a hawaiian t-shirt that's sort of like buttoned halfway down like (laughs) so you went from a bomber's jacket to magnum
2: pi to to what's the third outfit
1: the third one is basically a bathing suit with like one of those like uh loose jackets sort of like clothy jackets oh i see yeah Mm. it's okay yeah no it is it is a character that i'm like super excited to play because i'm literally i'm gonna like try and find a cigarette or something and just like continuously just be like I'm the cool dude.
0: <laughs> my goodness!
1: You smoke this
2: cigarette? Oh no! You've contracted the uh, the plague, lung cancer. Good oh, job,
0: man! No. Oh dear. Well, well, that sounds right. great, Zach. <laughs> that that Adam... was a lot, and
1: I ate up a lot of time. <laughs> Adam, how about your week? Why my week was splendiferous. Oh, um,
0: that's that's good. I think it's good. That's an improvement.
2: Um, let's see work related wise uh, I think I mentioned this last time I'm still working on I'm still learning database stuff um, working in any kind of database I am finding is to be very weird mm. I, I think I told my coworker, working in a data like doing normal programming is you have a problem and you're looking for a solution kind of thing
0: mm.
2: working with the database is
0: I already have the solution. Now, what was the question I needed to ask it? Dude, that is a perfect way of describing it. That actually... What? That's kind of how it works.
2: Because it, you're writing queries for the database and stuff like that. Uh... So, that's been fun. Um, I'm still doing my swimming. Uh, I, I'm uh, bleh, still doing my swimming stuff. Um, this morning, I, I wasn't able to, so... I think I've mentioned this before. I I set up a swim routine so I could try to build up to swimming a thousand butterfly, like, just on a daily basis. And today was supposed to be day one of the first week of doing a thousand butterfly after I've, you know, it's been like a month and I've been working up to this. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've had some really weird luck today uh, on this particular day of recording. So my morning started with me popping up uh popping open uh fire emblem heroes mm-hmm. and uh uh they have a new banner with a with like a rare character on there i was like oh you know i get one free roll kind of like you get a free loot box from overwatch mm-hmm. and i i'm like oh man this character is really cool i've wanted this character for a while I, I hope i can roll her from the on this banner wouldn't you know it i got her as the free pull for the day it was like
1: oh dang. that's amazing nice. that's like
2: the equivalent is like getting a legendary skin off the free loot box uh blizzard gives you and i was like this is
1: amazing let me go check her stats oh
2: she has the best set of stats for her character Are...
0: this is amazing ah you did it by right? the way
1: speaking speaking of that did you know no i um, didn't my first halloween loot box from last year in overwatch got me the uh the junkrat legendary skin
0: Ooh, nice! Yeah, that's a good thing.
2: Nice. I think the we... first, uh, the first loot box I ever pulled for an event was the Christmas one, and in the first one that Blizzard gave me, I got the Zenyatta skin like immediately. Nice!
1: Oh, that's amazing! With a You harder? know, I have a sneaking suspicion that they do that on purpose. Then,
2: I actually don't think that's true because ever since then, I've only gotten blues and whites out of the
1: free one. Well, no, I think it's it's your very first loot box. The free first free loot box you get for like a special occasion, you're gonna automatically get a legendary because they really want you to have a legendary mm. to start. There you go.
2: Maybe I don't think that's true. Maybe but I don't know. So the point, the point of that little story about Fire Emblem Heroes is one, I got this character and I'm really excited. The other part was is I used up all of my luck for today because mm. as I said today was supposed to be my fir- my first day of my big final push on my swim routine. And I go to the gym. None of the swim lanes are open. Aww. And um, I have to split lane with somebody. So I'm looking across the pool and I'm saying, okay, that guy I don't want to share a lane with because the last time I did, he just hogged the whole lane and was a jackass. Uh, I don't want to share with that with that lady because she's old and swims so slow and so zigzaggy that I kept, I kept having to dodge her and didn't actually swim that much. I'll pick this old timer over here he might he he should be fine right mm-hmm. wrong i i don't know why but like he was just he was really slow and I, i'm not trying to say, be mean but it was like bro i kind of got to get around you but today was kind of eh because at some point i was trying to do a butterfly and he just like clipped me in the arm with oh his geez. arm as he was doing his stroke that sucks, I was like old timer you basically just punched me in the arm i'm done with you i'm leaving so i left and then i in frustration i went and got a breakfast sandwich and then spilled a bunch of sauce on my shirt and then i was stuck in traffic all day
0: but i got that character (laughs) you used up all your luck for that character
2: i know uh i do it again in a second (laughs) um game wise so fire emblem stuff was happening um I think I gave an update on Cuphead. Cuphead is still fun. Uh, I finally made it to Zone 3. Boy, is that game not shitting around in that part. Ooh. The, those bosses are mean. They're mean. Mm. Mm. Like, I think I've actually reached a point where I think there might be too much going on at one time.
0: Oh dear, is it a bullet hell at this point? A bullet hell platformer? <laughs>
2: <laughs> an irish accent on it
1: kind of.
0: i don't know it's, um, it's what i did
1: well is it a bullet hell or not ah uh, it's not a bullet hell at all yeah, it's uh, no
0: it's not a bullet hell
2: no it's not a bullet hell it's just like there's so so one of the bosses is this pirate ship and i'll make this really quick one at any point in time this this pirate is on his ship there's this crane moving back and forth that will occasionally drop down on you that you have mm-hmm. to keep track of. The pirate can summon a bunch of his little animal helpers and they can shoot stuff at you. He has a gun that he can shoot and about a quarter, like three quarters of the way through the fight, the ship re- uh, starts shooting at these giant cannonballs at you. So there's like four or five different sources of projectiles.
0: It's like, stop, stop, this is too much. Uh, sounds kind of cool to be honest with you. Oh, it's like...
2: really—it's cool, actually a really cool boss fight. Like it is it visually, it's a cool boss fight. Trying to get this through with—get uh, through it on one health. No, mm, no, see. no. This is mean. I see. Uh, but I think that's about it for video games and stuff for me.
0: Val, is there anything else you'd like to tell us about your week, Adam? Anything? Anything at all? Mm, well, now that I've heard about everybody's weeks, I'm mm. going straight to hell. Well. Before you do that, Adam, perhaps you can join us in... No! Oh, no. I wanted him to stick around to join us in celebrating the Halloween spirit, but I guess he's dead. Yeah,
1: I guess he's gone. Guys, guys. Oh, what? On
0: Halloween, all of the spirits get to come
2: back to the world of the living, so Ooh. I can finish this podcast before being banished again.
1: Ooh, oh, I thought that's that convenient. Was Day of
0: the Dead, but okay.
1: Wait, wait, wait a second! Wait a second. Uh, let me what go up? look up. A, I I just wanted to look up a ritual, so that way I can get Adam in out of hell and into limbo. And then once he's in limbo, mm-hmm. we can Good summon idea. him back in every time we need to get a you know a podcast going.
2: I don't okay. know, man. Limbo mm-hmm. might hurt my back,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but. Let's start this, what did you call it? A
0: spooktacular podcast. spooktacular, indeed. Alright everyone, it is the time, the time of spooktacularness. It is Halloween, or Halloween season, or something like that. We don't know when you're listening, but it is October for us, which means it's Halloween right now. And we are going to talk about Halloween, Halloween spirits, spooky games, spooky spooky stuff like that. And so the first question we have is, do you guys even like Halloween? And if you do, what is your favorite part about it? Why do you um, even enjoy celebrating the damn thing?
1: I think we had a conversation, like, what was your favorite holiday? And all three of us were saying, like, we really like Halloween.
0: We we did.
1: So that <laughs>
0: means
2: none of us like
1: it. It's terrible. Oh, mm. yeah, it's the worst.
2: No, I, I like Halloween a lot. It's very mm. fun. What's your um, favorite
0: part, Adam? Of my this favorite time.
2: Oh, geez, my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Um... I have a couple, and I think this is pretty universal for most people, but I really like seeing everybody all dressed up in costumes. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to dress up every year. Now that I'm an adult, I, I don't dress up every year, except now that I have the Wizard King costume. There was a point in my life where I, I didn't really do the whole Halloween or trick-or-treating thing, but then like, sometime at some point in college, I got way back into it, so I was like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. i think i went through a phase in high school where i was like oh i'm too cool for halloween and then college out and was like nah you <laughs> was you was a fool you was a damn fool
1: yeah free candy um, is free candy
0: I kind of yeah, had the same thing. Like, in, in high school, it was like, oh, no, we're too old. We can't do that. We can't celebrate this holiday. This holiday's done So, And then when I was old enough to have fun again, I was like, oh, wait, screw that. I can do what I want. I'm <laughs> oh, gonna- God. I'm <laughs> I
1: love that fucking description. When I was old enough to have fun again. <laughs> Listen. I, high you're... school is where fun goes to die. <laughs> kind of.
2: <laughs> that is a... That's not an inaccurate statement.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, But, yeah, I, I think... I actually like seeing everybody all dressed up in costumes and stuff. It's like... It's one of my... Like, when I go to a convention or something, or like Fanimate, it's kind of like getting Halloween a second time, because everybody's all dressed up. Yeah. Uh, Halloween's kind of just like a... It's
1: everywhere!
2: Everyone's in costume! Woo! Uh,
1: Yeah, I... I I totally agree with that notion. It's... It's like... When Halloween rolls around, it's like you're watching a bunch of people cosplay. And mm -hmm. I... I didn't used to care that much about it. Like but once I recontextualize Halloween in the sense of like Oh, it's a bunch of people cosplaying as shit. Oh, that's actually super cool. <laughs> I don't know why I, I don't like cosplaying if... and I didn't like Halloween for a while.
0: Oh, I can see that, yeah. I can see it. I guess but... for me, like I, I love the aesthetics of it. Like I love all the mm-hmm. spooky stuff, I love the ghosts, I love the folklore. Um I kinda like the idea of taking like stuff that's supposed to frighten you and making it fun and like a bit more approachable. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of the fun of Nightmare Before Christmas is, like, all of this is supposed to be demonic and horrifying, but it's actually, like, super cute. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's just, yeah. it's, like, a good conglomeration of, like, random, like, cool little mythoses and things coming together. And I guess the costuming part, I don't know, like, I'll, I'll put on costumes, but it's never my highlight. I guess I just really like the theme mm-hmm. of the, the theme of the season, the spirit, yeah. if you would.
2: I always liked how, it, like, the thing about Halloween is it like, I think everybody's, like, in the mood to get scared. And everybody's, like, ready to have kind of a fun time being scared. Like, everybody mm-hmm. kind of is like, oh, man, something spooky scary is going to happen this Halloween. I'm looking forward to it. What's going to scare the shit out of me? Mm-hmm. Versus, like, any other time of the year, it's like, all right, this was a bit, I wasn't expecting this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I think people have a lot more fun with that
1: kind of Yeah, I, and I, I agree with that. And I think, like... Uh, of the two like fall holidays which one is thanksgiving and the other one is is halloween um i think i like i i always have a mind for like history and mythology and i love that kind of stuff halloween mm-hmm. has always felt more like the genuine like harvest halt ho- not even a harvest but sort of like it feels like the more appropriate fall holiday
0: mm-hmm. um That's
1: you true. you have thanksgiving which is sort of emulating a uh, uh, a harvest day but mm-hmm. i don't know i always i've always ended up associating it closer with halloween than i have with uh with thanksgiving just not that's interesting
2: yeah. I, I always kind of had the opposite like like halloween you know of course isn't fall was always an autumn thing uh but i guess i could see that because it, it just kind of like is more
1: it's it's got more of the mythology shit and i love yeah. mythology shit that's why i like halloween <laughs> <laughs>
0: there you go. There you go. You've answered you've all answered the first question. Uh, Wonderful. Uh,
2: I was also going to say like I think the other reason that people like I think the reason like one of the main reasons that Halloween's also really universally loved it- it's not just like the costumes and-, and the candy and all that though the candy's really really good.
0: Mm. I got that's a question fun. for you guys. What oh, kind of boy. candy bar is your favorite? That should have been our fun Oh box. geez.
1: Uh shit. Um either Rolos? Um, Rolos are amazing. That's good. Those that good. Um, or I gotta go with the Milky Way.
0: Ooh, that's the two. way to go. That's the way to go. I'm a Milky yeah. Way man. Or, uh, or Twix, uh, if I'm feeling antsy.
1: Ooh,
2: yeah, Drew, you and I are on the same wavelength. Twix my favorite, my favorite, always Twix. In fact, uh, when we went um, trick or treating in college around like the the like the downtown area, it would always be like at the end we'd come back like, all right, who's ready to start trading for Twix? Twix was the hot commodity. Like everybody would be trading candy, but it'd be on like you know the gold standard. This would be on the Twix standard of like this is worth about three or four
1: Twix. Oh my god! This is you people built the fucking economy out of Twixes.
0: (laughs) Hey, did did you guys have the dad tax where like your dad came by and took like ten percent of your candy because whatever?
1: Uh, when I was a kid, yes. When I was in college, no, No, that would be weird.
2: (laughs) i think you live in an oppressive <laughs> dictatorship yeah oh no um i i no, we had the thing of my parents would always buy a ton of candy to hand out mm-hmm. but then we'd never hand all of it out so it just right. kind of mysteriously vanished like mom and dad i know for a fact we have a bowl of candy somewhere here in this yeah
1: house. so um where is it so i lived and drew drew probably can also attest to this like i lived on some hills and Drew, I believe, also grew up on some hills.
0: Uh, I lived on a um, hill. I lived on a hill, forty-five <laughs> degree so, angle. So Drew is, lived
1: on a fucking
2: hill. I've driven up that. And was like, dude, fuck, walking up this thing.
1: Yeah, it it's a monster. But uh, but like, I also lived on a hill that was not as bad, but it was still pretty bad. Um, and my mom would always buy candy for Halloween because my mom gets really into Halloween. Like mm-hmm. my mom and my uncle both super get into Hollywood, Halloween. Like I was over at my uncle's place and he had like he had props set up everywhere and he's doing the uh... he's doing like a haunted house for his kid's school. Nice.
0: Um.
1: So, so my mom would be like ready to go and there'd be awesome stuff every Halloween. It's probably maybe this is maybe one of the reasons why I like Halloween nowadays. But uh. The problem was, we lived on a hill. Nobody was coming to our house. (laughs) So, we would get to the end of Halloween, we'd all go trick-or-treating, we'd get back, and there'd still be just a giant pile of candy (laughs) in the bowl.
2: Yeah, being on a hill would probably save your candy a bit. Yeah, it does. Uh, What I was going to say before I got distracted on candy is, I I think, like, the reason a lot of people, one of the reasons people really like Halloween is because you can kind of unabashedly, like, just show off how much you like a thing i don't know how to describe right. it other than like sometimes people seem a little bit more like conservative like oh i don't really want to be i don't want people to know i'm really into this thing but on halloween you could just like put on a costume of it and it's like oh you're into this thing like yeah because because i'm wearing this costume and stuff like that Ooh. so i don't know like halloween isn't just like i feel like halloween hasn't become just like spirits and like spooky stuff it's just kind of like all right if you're into any kind of thing just go nuts. Today is essentially free cosplay day.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh. Like and that's why I love it. It is free cosplay day. And that way I can go to Halloween stuff and be like, check out all those people in their cosplays.
0: Hmm. But yeah. 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 That's cool. Well then uh, guys, this is a video mm-hmm. game podcast. So the follow up question is what games get you in the holiday spirit for Halloween? What are your Halloween mm. games, my friends?
1: Okay, so the two games that um, I most associate with Halloween, the the ones that kind of get me into the Halloween spirit, um, the first one is Costume Quest, which is a Ooh. lovely game by Double Fine Studios. It is literally about children in Halloween. Uh, it is literally yeah, about I do it. Yeah, it, it is about children dressing up, getting cool superpowers, and trick or treating. Like it is the quintessential like Halloween uh, game. Uh, and so, it, it like if if I ever play it, I always feel like it's fall again and it's time for Halloween. Nice,
2: uh, nice.
1: And the second one is uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer.
2: Yes, Ooh, which is that's a good one.
1: It's a very fun game. It is very. It's it's got this sort of like lighthearted, spooky vibe, which is what I always describe to Halloween. So,
2: can you? Uh, because Crypt of the Necrodancer is kind of oh. an indie title, give a quick yeah. like, summary of what that is.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Crypt of the Necrodancer is a roguelike, um, where you sort of like move and you sort of you, you move using the arrow keys, um, and you sort of like pick up power ups and you can press buttons and fight monsters. But the twist is that all of the monsters are uh, tied, like they all move at a specific rate like at a specific time and a specific rate and they have a bunch of music that's blaring. So all of the monsters are always in time with the music. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you'll be going through this and, and like if you move in time with the music as well, you end up like, I don't think they give you a strict advantage, but it's, it's good to like be in the rhythm with the music and you end up getting into that space anyways. Like it is a really fun game to play. Um, it's, I'm really bad at it, But it is it is super cool to just sort of like jump down and then just sort of like jump with the beat and all that stuff. I don't know. It Mm. is cool music game. Spooky. I love it. It's it's my home. If you have if you have no rhythm, you are dead in that game. (laughs) Oh yeah, no. I I have no rhythm, so I'm occasionally just like, why aren't I moving? This is bullshit. Oh right. Okay. So so your movement is tied to the music. I, I believe so. Okay, cool. Um, I, I guess I'm
0: just good enough to move in the game. <laughs> like I never, I never had a problem with it. Zach has the maddest of skills. I
1: mean, apparently, I'm good at the rhythm. Mm.
0: You got rhythm, mm-hmm. son. You Which got is rhythm. why
1: it's really weird. I'm super terrible at DDR.
0: Well, really? Oh, oh yeah, man. I'll tell you. Mm. Maybe it's I a mean... lack of spirits. Maybe it's a lack of spooky.
1: Uh, yeah, maybe.
0: Mm. Adam adam man uh is it it my turn now i think it's your turn man
1: no it's not your turn it's drew's turn no no it's your turn adam don't worry about it yes finally
0: sombra why
2: (laughs) what um oh because i think he never mind there was a joke that happened uh games have put me in the halloween spirit um when i i usually if i if i want to get in the halloween spirit um i'll think i'll play like devil may cry one I think that would happen because one year me and my buddy Thomas uh, were over at my house, and we went trick or treating around the neighborhood, and then we stayed up watching spooky movies, and then we played Devil May Cry one all night.
0: So, oh, that game always reminds mm. me of Halloween. Adam, you had the best friends. That's that's you doing Halloween, right? I'm- yeah, I was, don't know. That was pretty fun.
1: How do you find all these friends, Adam? I, I need know. to know. I need to know, Adam. You need to tell me know. your secrets, Adam. Tell me I your find... secrets.
2: Fine. My secret is I find them on the streets and say, we're going to be buds, and then they turn out great.
1: I see. So, I should go onto the streets and take my friends. That's right. If you are also
2: going on the streets you and want to be in the Halloween mood, um, actually, I was thinking about this. Games that get, kind of get me in the Halloween mood, uh, I can only think of, like, a bunch of recent games, mm-hmm. um... One that really gets me in the Halloween spirit when I think about it is Darkest Dungeon cuz I really want to yeah. play that on like Halloween cuz it, it's a you know it's another roguelike it's got kind of this eldritch old god horror kind of thing and it's very uh it, the art style of the game of the game is very much like Mike Mignola's uh, Hellboy like that's what the art style looks like Oh yeah yeah and it's it's really fun I like playing that game I haven't played it since the new uh DLC came out so I want to go through that Oh. i'm like maybe that's what i'll do for halloween uh other than that um binding of isaac reminds me of halloween yeah,
0: i don't know yeah. it's got all the creepy stuff it's got all the all the death all the death
2: um i i think uh resident evil 4 as well because resident evil 4 is kind of like campy spooky i gotta be honest yeah. like it wants to be serious spooky it's really not like it kind of just dumb actions, is like scare. I but think it's, it's really aware of some
0: of its camp, like the the merchant, right? Like the what are you yeah. buying? What are you? That's selling? the thing. Like
2: Resident Evil Four somehow toes the line about being self-aware and campy, and like not like going too much over the other. Um, and the last one I could think of was most likely Bloodborne. That would.
1: That's I did That's a good spooky. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't want to say Bloodborne because I knew someone else was gonna say it. Like well, I then feel I like. Said it. Drew, do you do you also find Bloodborne to be a really good Halloween game?
0: I do, but we've also mentioned it at least seven times, yeah. on the show. So I feel like I mean I feel like we've basically
1: hamstrung ourselves for being able to talk about the game that is most appropriate in the situation.
0: You know, let's just get it out of our system. Let's get it out of our system right now. Blood vials okay. okay. up. Blood vial. in right, Blood vial, Blood
2: vials in the leg. Blood all vials. Right. In vials in the leg. Oh. Bloodborne. Blood blood, yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh there's our mandatory, like
1: I mean I'm gonna bring I it up. Later. Board
2: board. <laughs> um but yeah, those are the kind of
0: games that remind me of Halloween. Excellent. Drew, how about you? Well well folks, I got a couple. Um this one's relatively recent. Um I played it last year. Oxen Free just really emphasizes like Halloween to me. Like it's it's like it's about a bunch of kids at night on a quest to solve a mystery with supernatural stuff happening around you and it kind of fits the entire vibe really really well and like as i'm playing it i'm playing it like with a friend like during halloween or during halloween week and i'm just like this is so freaking perfect and appropriate so
1: Um, what up what is the name of this game
0: Oxenfree, you have oh oxen free <laughs> yes um it is that indie game that came out that had a really good dialogue system amongst friends and was all about you, mean... you being on an island and being like hey what's going on here hey all of my friends are lost and i gotta find them hey and... let's find out about our relationships with one another and oh my god what is going on is she dead or not um and... i'm not gonna tell you why
1: and hey, oh, man. Um, if you want to get a slightly more in depth review done by me, there's a previous episode where I did exactly that.
0: <laughs> there you go. We can link it in our description if we so choose. If we um,
1: so choose. Uh, yes. Hopefully, also, we figure out which one it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's just like Ox- 30 hours of content. Whatever. Oxenfree
2: <laughs> looks fun. I haven't. I think I keep eyeballing it. It's like, oh, should
0: I play this? This looks fun, but. Adam, can I give can you, you my true it? recommendation to please do it? You won't be disappointed. You'll yeah, really like it.
1: Oxenfree is super good.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Their dialogue system is amazing. Mm-hmm.
2: And the okay, is I'll fun. go look at it. Okay. Hey, hey,
1: if you look With at my it, eyeballs. and you mm. want it, and you got your eyeballs on it, maybe I can cut a deal for you. Just got you a couple mm. deals.
2: Let's do this shady business out, outside the <laughs> podcast. Oh, my <laughs> gracious. Drug deals and game deals are going down right now. See,
0: Adam, like, Zach's weird laughter is just continuing, and I'm just I'm just kind of digging it. Oh. Well, let me ask
2: you guys something.
0: <laughs> yes, is Adam. Is there any, before we move on to our next question, are there any
2: other games that put us in the Halloween spirit?
0: Oh, yes, Adam. We um, all kind of tapped out. I have, oh, I have some, did... some I must tell you about. Uh, Go I for will, it. I gotta say, uh, I was a GameCube boy, and that Luigi's Mansion... Oh,
1: mm. shit! <laughs> oh, a... damn it! Fuck, <laughs> I forgot right. about that. <laughs> that oh, that's, the,
0: that's the perfect Halloween game. <laughs> yeah, that, that game, is. That's good. Oh, my gosh. Oh. So, for those who don't know, Luigi's Mansion was this weird, experimental Mario-ish game on the GameCube where you were his brother luigi trying to find his just like in this creepy mansion uh you had a vacuum that you would use to suck up ghosts and you would basically be like discount ghostbusters and it's really cool and like all the ghosts you serve you like slurp up have like really unique personalities and like interesting little facts about themselves and they turn into Mm -hmm. paintings when you capture them and yeah i mean you guys have played it you guys know um i've played some of it
1: i have not actually played through all of it um
0: that
2: game's that game's a lot of fun. Every yeah. once in a while if I'm in like a dark if like like all the lights are out or I'm walking through the house but it's dark, I'll hum the Luigi's Mansion <laughs> theme to myself. Nice. Like the like the super scare version where he's like all like. Uh, like <laughs> yeah.
0: oh my goodness. Wait, hey, hey Drew Mario Mario no! Yes, sir, I know know exactly what's up? <laughs> all right.
1: Hey Drew, do you do you still have do you still have that game?
0: Um, I think I got a GameCube tucked away in my closet somewhere. Fun fact, Zach, I found the cord to my Xbox that was missing that one night. So uh, there you go. Oh, <laughs>
1: fantastic. Yeah. For it those who are unaware, <laughs> I went to Drew's place. He was like, uh, I still need to work, so you can play on the Xbox. I went to turn it on, and the power cord was missing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. By the way, nice. hey hey Drew. You have it on?
1: I'm almost positive. My uh, water bottle's in your car.
0: It is. I've seen it. You can go (laughs) pick it up. (laughs) At some point, I'll see you again. Wow!
2: What a (laughs) what a spooky story! A missing water bottle, but it
0: wasn't missing at all. Ooh, the missing (laughs) water bottle! All right, fam. I've got a
2: question now.
0: What is your question, Adam Maggleby? What is your favorite folklore
2: that you've seen adapted into a game? Oof. I, I had a really hard time thinking of this one um i conversely had a super easy time <laughs> thinking of this one well why don't you go first then adam man all right so when i saw this question i thought man what's what's my favorite adaptation of a folklore thing i just can't decide there are too many and then i found the perfect one it's castlevania oh. because it's literally like take every folklore monster or anything just just smash it on the <laughs> one game just see where it's like yo i want some frankenstein we got frankenstein's monster but what about werewolves you better believe we got werewolves <laughs> vampires yo count dracula's hosting this hella party and you the belmonts are here to ruin that shit
0: oh my god dang uh, castlevania
2: yeah. castlevania of- <laughs> is in like the top four maybe five of my all-time favorite game series Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. i like it a lot hot shit Can can i ask can i ask do they because like i'm not as i'm not as hot on the castlevania mythos and lore as you but from what i understand like do like vampires work kind of there's like a whole like lore to the way Castlevania works, right? Like there's Simon, and then there's his mm-hmm. son, and so on and so forth. You were telling me about like the 99 year war or something like that. What?
2: Oh yeah, the the 19 the war of 1999 or something. Yeah. Oh what double what? So, um, a quick breakdown. Castlevania is all about the story of the Belmonts fighting, uh, Dracula. Who? Uh, this is something I actually didn't know for the longest time. The Castlevania series is technically technically a sequel to the Bram
1: Stoker's novel.
0: What? Really? <laughs> um yes.
2: Oh wait, there was a
1: there was a there were Belmonts in the uh Bram Stoker novel, novel right?
2: Uh no, no, I think it was like no, no, it wasn't the Belmonts, but they take a lot of the events and things of the Bram of the Bram Stoker's novel. And they use that as like, oh yeah, he was totally here in this place, and this Helsing, and this Van Helsing guy killed him. He was an honorary Belmont or something like that. It's like, all right, hold up. What? <laughs> um. So that's, I forget exactly which parts of it, but I do remember that parts of the Bram Stoker's novel are of Dracula are canon to the Castlevania series, and it's got this really long running history and lore behind it. And in my knowledge, vampires have never been more OP than they have been in Castlevania where it's like, can you do this thing? Of course they can do this thing. And they did it already. Don't be stupid.
0: Are they still uh, like averse to, to daylight? Will daylight still like wreck them? Do they still have yes. like, okay. So okay. they,
2: they're still adverse to daylight, but at some point Dracula can just be like, yeah, it's, it's eternal night, whatever. I don't care. So uh, it's like, okay. Yeah. That's, so, that's not really a weakness, because as soon as they show up, it's just eternal night. Mm. Okay. So
1: <laughs> That's kind of OP. I'm not going to lie.
2: A, it's a bit much. Yeah, a
1: bit I much. Mean, I mean,
0: I got that impression. I saw the Castlevania anime, and, like, Dracula gets mad and just decides to, like, summon a bunch of demons and, like, wreck an entire city. So, I wasn't yeah, sure what the limitations were. You know I need mean? to that start getting myself involved
1: in I this see. fucking series. You mm-hmm. really should. It's really yeah. good. But yeah,
2: uh when I think folklore adapted into a game, Dracula in Castlevania, and then all of like every monster just showing up is pretty much my favorite.
0: Nice. Nice. Okay. Uh I'll go then. I'll go then. And I'm gonna just um unless Zach I didn't I would you like to go before I?
1: No, I you got ahead. Uh, Alright. you go Drew. Uh, you go. Gonna, go gonna, you I Drew. I, you I you go. should go. You definitely okay. you need you need to keep there you go. i'm you gotta doing go. it you got it i'm you doing it
0: this. now i'm doing it now you... so i'm gonna say what you guys are all thinking god damn was the whole Cthulhu miso adapted pretty damn well in bloodborne um, uh, yeah.
1: yeah that's and not good. directly
0: though i know not directly but like the vibe and feel of just like yeah. that otherworldly eldritch like concept seeing that in a game like as it was and seeing it slowly come out of just being like, Oh, this is about, you know, werewolves. This is about fighting beasts. And then seeing it devolve into something even darker and more cynical. Yeah. It's just really cool. And like super mm -hmm. well executed.
1: The really, the real freaky switcheroo is it is a a really cool aspect of that game. It's also, um, yeah, it, it, it does. It does definitely do Cthulhu. It does. It does dreamscapes really well, actually.
0: Mm, Oh, you're talking Um, about the nightmare realm, yeah?
1: Yeah, no, I'm actually talking about um, the way in which the Cthulhu mythos represents um, sort of like other worlds. Like, very frequently, the way people get there is by dreaming, and so they dream their way into this realm. And so mm. that's why they're all called dreamscapes in Bloodborne. And that's why they're all sort of stacked on top of each other because they all interconnect with each other. And that's how the Cthulhu mythos works. Uh,
0: yeah, like, I, don't... I remember reading about that and kind of seeing like the tops of buildings in one layer versus another and just thinking, yeah. holy shit, that's a really nice touch. Oh my God. I think I
2: think Lovecraft uh, did a lot of those kind of dreamscape stuff. Like I remember, like, because Cthulhu is like just one of the many things that uh, H.P. Lovecraft made. And I remember that dreamscapes were... I believe were kind of a recurring thing, mm. and Bloodborne did those really well. And it was like, oh, I yeah. liked how there was like it made sense, but there was still like so much mystery of like what am I actually looking at kind of thing. Mm. Yeah,
1: the it game did... has like
0: an inverse uncanny valley where like because it's kind of like just enough there to make sense, it works super duper well. You know,
1: mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's just like it it produces sort of an uncanny valley effect, but it's sort of like uncanny valley doesn't have to draw people to like push people out i think it it does a really good job of being in this like really bizarre scenario and you're sort of like you're drawn more in you want to know what's going on i think they do a really good job of presenting that mystery and having you be like i want to know what is going on here why is this happening and as you dive deeper and deeper and deeper um you uh you're supposed to be going crazier and crazier and eventually, like your normal behavior becomes that. That's that's how the Cthulhu Mythos usually works. And I think Bloodborne does a pretty solid job of dealing doing that, because like by the end you have all sorts of crazy fucking powers, um, unless you d- if, didn't take up any. If you've of them.
2: gone Arcane, yeah, you do.
1: Yeah, if you've gone Arcane, that's basically like Arcane is basically the just like full bore. Let's let's just use all the knowledge
0: i feel so i feel a little ripped off because like i went full skill so like i didn't get any arcane i was like screw that shit i don't want to i don't want to waste my oh, time oh man you should
1: yeah you i should went like dude like all you need is 20 arcane and suddenly you have access to a bunch of random bullshit like tentacles
0: <laughs> i mean that's cool i'm just gonna take my, my old sauce beer and go hack town on some werewolves but yeah. you know take that exactly. kinds what about you in this folklore question
1: um I have a hard time finding ones that sort of, like, implement a particular kind of folklore really well. I have ones that, like, will show you folklore really well. Like, um, for example, uh, Morrowind's not as great at it, but it has does a really good job of doing a sort of keeping, keeping the vibe on uh, Southeast Asia. They, mm-hmm. It's a heavily inspired mm-hmm. setting by Southeast Asia. Um, Which one?
2: Morrowind? You Morrowind, said?
1: yeah. Huh. I, I've never uh, played Morrowind. Like, all the way down to the giant insects, I think. Hmm. Um, And, and, like, the floating city, and the fact that, like, half the fucking island is a swamp. Um, It's like swamps and hills and mountains. That is the entirety of Morrowind. Um, But, uh, I think in terms of, like, mythology, um, I learned a lot from SMT games, Persona series, mostly, is that they just have all of these fucking random mythos characters that show up. That's... Um, that's... hmm and usually the the final boss for for 3 4 and 5 are direct allusions to mythological things um ah and we've reached the point where we're talking about p5 and we stopped immediately <laughs> yeah um so, even on this so the day about, of
0: spirits
1: yeah even on is away from even on today spoilers. the day of spirits so persona 3 is about uh nix which is the embodiment of death hey 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 what did you not get to the end of p3
0: no i didn't oh Shit! Spoiling shit on this podcast! Okay, wait,
1: did you get to the end of P4? Uh let's maybe, just not
0: spoil but... things for anyone. Okay, let's, let's not no it. more spoilers about Let's just not do games. that. Here. Here. The you know of spoilers have... is gone.
2: <laughs> I have another folklore kind of one in in the vein of like a, a Japanese game. Did either of you play uh Fatal Frame?
0: No.
1: No, I didn't, but it seemed like it was basically just the ring.
2: It kind of is, but it deals with the whole Japanese spirit like that I've seen done in like a lot of uh in a lot of games where it's like something happened in this house or in this object and this spirit is just kind of like attacking anybody associated with it and they always have this kind of similar look of like the long black hair and spooky ghost kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I always thought Fatal Frame was kind of like if you're like looking at the ring and like those kind of ghosts, I always thought Fatal Frame did it best where it was like this is really scary because if you ever want to fight one of these ghosts, you have to stop dead in your tracks, pull up this camera, and start looking around and taking pictures. And it's like, man, this is really scary. Hmm. It was a good so, job. I like so you look. have to
1: like you have to take a picture of the monster in order to capture it.
2: Yeah, and that's how you damage it—the uh, the spirit uh, camera or something like that. Nice. Um.
1: I, uh, so by the way, another sorry. sort of folklore thing. It's this is this is really more of like historical analogs, mm-hmm. but uh. Uh, dragon age inquisition um they do a pretty spot-on uh interpretation of how people became saints mm-hmm. um especially in christian europe uh well it, only in christian europe catholic catholic europe really but uh so like the ways in which a person becomes canonized and sort of like how religious fervor brings these things about um that i feel like it's done fairly well um like your character basically becomes canonized after like a series of events and it's sort of like like the whole game revolves around that idea so i think and it does a fairly good job of executing on it uh yep so yeah that's that's not quite mythological folklore but you know historical folklore you know
0: hmm. um, that's cool that's cool i uh i kind of wanted to bring this up because i keep i have this list of things uh, that i may want to talk about and I keep coming back to Devil May Cry, and Devil May Cry 3 particularly. Oh boy. Well, okay, just hear me out, hear me out here. The thing about it is, I read the Divine Comedy because I played Devil May Cry 3. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because Devil May Cry 3, like, part of the weird in-jokes of that game, and of that entire series, is its naming convention and a few of its, like, overarching themes are taken from that, from that series of books uh dante is your main protagonist virgil is supposed to be dante's guide in the book um trish was actually supposed to be beatrice which is like you know dante's you know wife or dead wife or what have you um and i just thought it was always really weird that like there was this strangely anime rendition of like it's not mm. at all reflective of what actually happens. <clears> oh <throat> in- God,
1: no! <laughs> no,
0: like not. Yeah, not, I remember not like... whatsoever. <laughs>
2: I remember like... reading the Divine Comedy and getting the point. And then Dante took up a sword and did a smoking six stylish combo on Beelzebub, and lo, it was great. And Virgil said, "Now I, thou art motivated." <laughs> oh my goodness
0: god bless you um no like i guess i just like it because it's it's like this weird goofy inter like not even interpretation just like stealing of ideas and like it's it's just kind of funny to me like i know there was like an actual dante's inferno game that is also incredibly inaccurate but like it's it's just like this fun weird thing for me and i guess mm-hmm. if we're talking about folklore it's not like at all a good way to do folklore but it is like ha that's cute and kind of mm-hmm. dumb but I'll take- i don't know mm-hmm. i
2: i played the uh, since you brought it up there, there is the the game Dante's Inferno, which was a EA or Visceral made game, which was some supposed to be an oh, adaptation I didn't know they were of the visceral? Divine. Aww. Yeah, and Visceral just shut down. <laughs> yep. Poor, uh, premature pour out for Visceral. Yeah. I guess I'm never getting Dead Space for. Oh. That means Dead Space ends on what I can only describe as the most bummer
0: doesn't every one of them end on a huge bummer note though um
2: dead space 3 particularly does okay uh actually damn it i just got on zach's case about spoiling like persona but i really want to tell you what happens at the end of three yeah because three kind of also does like
0: cool how about this let's have a big spoiler warning spoiler warning spoiler warning right here and and if you don't like that then fast forward like a minute into this podcast How's that sound? All right,
2: uh, uh, so Dead Space Three. Guess what? The moon's an old god.
1: Oh my, that's (laughs) uh, yeah, very good.
2: (laughs) Oh no, it's really it's like it actually really works with the whole Dead Space thing because the markers are old Eldritch artifacts that fall to planets and then make the sentient life forms insane, and they build more markers, and then they summon the Necromorphs, and then the Necromorphs cover the planet, and the planet then becomes an old god
1: oh it's oh like, wait is wow. is an old god just like the conglomeration of a bunch of necromorphs
2: yep it's called wow. a uh brethren moon like, wow.
1: what <laughs> wow that is some eldritch fucking titling oh it's cool um
2: but uh to go back to dante's inferno so spoiler thing over um mm-hmm. uh the thing with dante's inferno by ea was there were parts of it that were like a neat adaptation but then that game kind of lost steam about halfway through and was like oh because like each level was supposed to be an adaptation of like each circle of hell and they were actually I i thought they were actually pretty neat and cool adaptations of but then some of the lower ones got really stupid like drew correct you have to remind me i don't remember the level of hell which was a series of timed trials do you
0: um, mm. you know what, Adam? I think that might have been uh, some creative license going on right there. I mm. don't think that's accurate.
2: And lo, Dante entered Wait. the eighth ring of hell. And and the the devil said to him, Complete this trial in three minutes and earn an rank rake to proceed to your <laughs> beloved Beatrice. You know,
0: I'm, I'm going to stay with Devil May Cry. How's that? I'm going <laughs> to stay with Devil May Cry. <laughs> Uh, all right. Anyone? Any more folklore or folk tale or thing of a around folk uh, legend? No. I think I'm good. I've got a
1: lot of pour outs though.
0: All right. Well, before you do that, we have a final and very special section of this this here podcast. Uh, tell a story about a scary thing you had happen in a game. A spooky tale. A strange glitch. Things like that. Ooh, I'm turning mm. my fingers again. I'm in.
1: Let's see. I mean, well, uh, I'm just going to start. I don't have a story, but I can tell you the mm-hmm. tale of the Pokémon. Ooh. Ooh. It's Okay, someone uh hacked an original, I forget, like oh man, there was some oh, is creepy this, pasta.
0: Is this Pokémon <laughs> Black?
1: Yes. Po- well, no, it's it's the po- it's like someone bought like a blank version of Pokémon, mm-hmm. then they put it inside of their their Game Boy, and it was like completely like busted um and they only had like one thing on it but uh like it it just was like it was displaying like a certain message or something and then it haunted that person for forever that is that is what i remember that creepypasta it's been a long time let me tell you (laughs) Uh, since i read that adam please save me (laughs) i wait hold (laughs) up i I,
0: I feel like i know how that one goes though I, i think i've read about this one yeah it's is this the one where you play it and you get, like, not a starter Pokemon, but, like, a spirit? And when you attack, you actually kill the enemies? <gasps> oh, right.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, you go through the game and you just end up not making people faint, but actually murdering them. And at the very end of it, you get to see all the spirits of the Pokemon that you actually killed, or something crazy like that. Wow, that's a. Some... Yeah, you know, shit was level dark. grinding.
2: Level grind to 100 is going to look real awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, what, why did you kill all these Pidgeys? all I needed to IV grind up to up speed. Sorry. Mm. Okay. Um, let's see. Scary, big scares that happened to me in a game. Um, the most memorable one that I can think of was, I think it was two years ago, I went over my buddy Josh's house. And Josh had downloaded the uh, demo or teaser for Silent Hills. Uh, so we played he had already played PT and I decided I would be brave and strong and I'm gonna play PT
0: oh no and
2: for people who don't know and I don't I don't fault anybody for not knowing because PT was only with us for a brief time uh, PT was a stands for playable teaser of Silent Hills a Kojima and Guilmaro del Toro and Norman Reedus uh, made game Mm -hmm. and the demo was your main character walking through a hall over and over again, but then slight things keep changing, and you keep learning about this uh, man who murdered his kids and his and his wife. Um, so I was playing the playing through this part of the game, and I reached the section where all of the lights had gone out in the hall. So it's very it's very dark; you can barely see anything. And I'm walking around, and at some point, I enter the I enter the hallway, and I'm walking, and all of a sudden, I hear a voice. That's a, uh, that was like, don't, don't look at me. Just don't look at me over and over and over again. And I was, you know, it, it's like really nerve wracking. And it sounds like it's coming from around the corner, right? Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, and she, it's very sad. And then it stops. I'm like, wow, that was really creepy. Uh, and I walk forward a little bit and there was like this big, like loud bang. And I was like, that, that doesn't sound good. I turn my character around and all of a sudden the dead spirit like rushes me knocks me on the ground and this is all in first person and it's just there and like breaks the character's neck or something whoa and it happened all at once that this is the one time a game has literally made me jump and like shout like
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and i remember sitting there my heart was pounding so hard it hurt it was like I'm so, I'm so, oh man, that was the most fun I had to that thing. I eventually did finish it, uh, but I remember that scare giving me real bad. Yeah, damn.
0: Dang, dang, dude. Yeah, that game looked freaking terrifying. I kind of, I, I wish they could have gotten to make it, but just uh, I life.
2: I still have PT on my PS4. I uh before they removed it for the PSN, I downloaded it and have like a never been played copy of PT on my PS4.
0: Don't you ever delete that thing. I want to play it myself.
2: No, I gotta, like, archive it, but I have to figure out how to reset the save data so you can play it multiple times.
0: Mm, I see. I see. All right. Well, I guess I guess it might be my turn then. Um, let's see here. I, I don't really have a spooky story. I do have a weird glitch that ended up happening to me one time that was always kind of fun. Um, so this is the tale of the glitch. So I was playing Sonic Adventure 2, as I tend to do and for some reason the disc i had got all scratched up over time because i was like a dumb kid and something happened with the textures in that game on a particular level like every 10 times i played it where they would all get swapped out of control oh god (laughs) so like what was what would usually happen is i would be in this pyramid pyramid cave and you know you're going through like you've got these walls you've got like all this like you know kind of like goofy dumb hieroglyphs And in the glitch mode that I would just randomly get, um, those would be replaced with giant murals of Shadow and Rouge and other, like, avatar characters. Like, all the enemies' textures would get switched around. Like, even the flames would have some weird goofy texture on them. Oh, God. Oh, my god! So, like, as a kid, I didn't understand that textures had swapped. I thought I had stumbled upon, like, some weird, like hidden version of the level and like i lost my mind i was like going through conspiracy theories if i had discovered something what does this mean what does the fact that there's a giant Eggman picture over here mean like <laughs> like i I'm, ama- <laughs> I'm imagining young drew with like the cork board with like pictures and thread going what does it mean okay here's <laughs> the thing like i have a lot of sympathy for like folks of the sonic fan community because like I remember being like, "Holy shit! There's something secret here that I don't get. I need to analyze the hell out of this while it's still on my cart, on my disc. Because like, if I would reload it, then it would go away, and I would have to like tinker and reload and reload, and eventually it would pop up. And I was like, "Ah, what is happening? Like, it really just like ah. It was fun. It was a fun glitch. As an adult, Mm -hmm. I recognized the textures were just getting swapped by an off-by-one error, but like, in the moment, it was pretty fun. At the time, kind of enjoyed it. You
2: were being fucking haunted." (laughs) uh possessed
0: possessed Possessed. i
2: I have another spooky story um this wasn't so much a a, a, like a scare that happened well it kind of is uh when i was younger and i got my n64 i remember being super super scared of going into dodongo's cavern to the point Uh. where um it actually stopped me from progressing for maybe a month Whoa. kind of deal.
1: I think you've talked about this a bit, but please elaborate. I, th- I
2: think I I think I talked about it in the music one, because like, it's really the music that did it. So, at this point in the game, all I've done is I, I went and beat, we beat the Deku Tree, and I, I completed the castle bit, and all of that is in the happy daylight, everything's good to go kind of thing. Um, and then you get to Dodongo's Cavern, and it is the first place in this game which is in a like dark cave there's lava like you can hear lava bubbling the whole time there's like this ominous echoing sound there's these um uh the dong in those games at the time scared the shit out of me because they looked like like they were just these big dinosaurs that like would walk at you and you couldn't stop them at all um i later found out yes you can stop them they're actually incredibly easy to stop um mm. but that whole level scared me and i ended up I found out later as an adult that I had apparently done all of the available side quests in the game up to that point except go in that dungeon (laughs) because I was like I gotta go find something else to do uh I'll go help this lady on the farm so I helped that lady on the farm like uh I'll go talk to this lady gather the chickens it's like Link are you ever gonna go in that cavern oh hell no
1: (laughs) yeah I'm a little surprised you weren't totally spooked by the re-deads
2: Oh, those were those were also terrible because I wandered in the graveyard during my uh, side quest, my side questing and um the very first time I fought a re-dead, I had to pause the game and just walk away. Oh, <laughs> no. Because my cousin had found a way to freeze them. Like, you know, you you use the sun song and that freezes the re-deads, but I didn't know that. So I was like, how does he do that? What's happening? How do I stop them? So I they just kept staring me like and
0: yelling and like, ah, oh, I'm so scared. Yeah, it's the oh, screaming that really Adam. gets you with
1: the re-deads.
0: Poor Adam. I am sorry for your pain. <laughs> mm. Mm. I, uh, I got, I got tales. Tales of the spooky. Um, so back in the college, um, what would happen every so often is, and Adam, I think you were around for this. Um, we had this friend, Matt, and matt would ever so often get his folks together get some pizza wait like a little caesars yes wait
1: matt matt currently playing xcom 2 matt
0: Yes, Matt, Matt Brown, Brad. Wow, getting <laughs>
1: exposed yeah, on the podcast. I the Sorry, I just, it, it popped up. <laughs> this is the
2: same Matt that we had on for, uh, now that's what I call a champion episode. That's true. Brad, Back before
0: yeah. he was a champion, he was just Matt Brown inviting us over to get a bunch of pizza, get drunk, and then play SCP. Oh, right, fucking
1: SCP. Oh, God, I have story. S-
0: SCP Containment Breach. That's the one. SCP Containment Breach. SCP Containment Breach was this spooky as hell game based off of a series of effectively creepy pastas. Um that weren't a I part of a SCP creepypasta canon. It was um I don't I don't remember what SCP stands for, but it was basically uh, these
2: secure contain protect.
0: That's it. Okay. The, the, I'll the, web, take it.
2: the website's basically a collection of creepy pastas of people pretending to be agents for this. Other like this, like super clandestine group that are basically, uh, I think they're basically like weird supernatural events and stuff.
0: Yeah, it's it's yeah. basically
1: about it, it's the cryptid sort of like there secret we go. agents.
0: Like, and you would have like them vary from like very minor to like a rubber duck that would randomly float or give you ice cream to like terrifying, where there's like. This creature that will only move if you're not looking at it and like will otherwise that was to eat you
1: that was the yeah. that was the primary like scp creature that is the de facto one and that was the main one in the game and god damn it that thing holy crap it would like move through fucking like vents in the ceiling and you'd just be like shit and then you blink and then it'd be right in your face you'd be like oh no i'm gonna die and then you died and it sucked
0: exactly and like the the way the game worked is you were effectively a prisoner that was on death row and instead of being executed you would help take care of these weird crazy creatures and one day they break out and you're trying to escape the prison and you're just going through this series of corridors originally running from that first one that we were talking about and then kind of running into these other ones and like i didn't know which ones were in the game so random things would just happen you would start seeing blood on the floor you would hear weird noises there would be smoke and it's just very unnerving and very like freaky to play and it's not helped at all by the fact that it's kind of like kind of like a fan game like it doesn't really have a budget so it has it's that kind really of... cool like it has that really cool look of like you know janky 3d and like really bad lighting that actually works so well for a horror game you know mm-hmm.
2: Also, it has the SCP, which is effectively a computer bug. So, anytime you say, oh, there was a bug in the game. No, it wasn't. It was this SCP, like, messing with your computer.
0: Wait, seriously? I ah, never had that one. I never Uh, had that one.
2: Oh, well, I mean, the game was kind of buggy because it was a fan project. Mm -hmm. But you could always, like, explain the way of, look, it was an SCP. It was a computer. It was a computer virus SCP messing with you. Hmm. Oh, no.
1: But, yeah, uh, Uh, I... I, I i thought that game was super cool i could never play it or finish it because i hate horror games and they scare me too much but
0: i i don't think any of us ever finished that thing i think it was just a matter of survive as long as you can and try not to be spooked zach, you know, were did you know there that, that th- there
1: did you know there's multiple endings to that game i read up about yes. all of them <laughs> oh I,
0: dear. zach
2: were you there the night that uh it was one of these nights that drew was talking about that matt ran into the old man Oh, one. fuck that. No, I didn't. I I, um, I did
1: not attend any of Matt's stuff in college.
2: Oh, I thought you got. There was one of the SCP things would, like, float through walls. Oh, and if right. And it caught you. It'd pull you into, like, a pocket dimension and chase you around. Yeah. I've never seen Matt more scared of a game than that when this thing showed up. And he's like, no, I'm never playing this game. Fuck this. <laughs> it's like, Matt! Ah, Matt, you got to... <laughs> oh, um Yeah. Gracious.
1: I, that game I keep... somehow managed to scare the shit out of everyone who played it.
2: Dude, I I'm trying to convince Matt to go play uh Spooky's House of Jump scares.
1: Oh my gosh, is... Spooky's House of Jump scares is so much fun. Maybe
2: that's what I'll play for Halloween. That sounds fun. Oh yeah. What is
0: that What is Spooky's Spooky... House of Jumpscares? scares?
2: Spooky's House of Jump scares is you are a, 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 like a researcher or something and you walk into this house and you meet Spooky, who is this little who is this little girl who is a spirit who's like, "Hey, Welcome to my house. Uh, well, you can't leave through that door anymore. So why don't you go through these a thousand levels of the basement, and you
1: can get out. <laughs> okay, oh, bye. Oh, yeah, dear. she <laughs> traps you in her fucking basement.
2: <laughs> I don't know if she traps or anything, but she seems very like nonchalant. Like it's like
1: she's very happy. Okay, she's you're very, here now, she's very I guess. Happy and cheery. Um,
2: and it's start- it's got a really nice, really nice art style. It's very it cute. It actually looks has a very adventure timey kind of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. and right. it it starts out being a lot of jump scares as the name implies no it's but not you...
1: it's not fucking jump scares it's fucking like painted on spiders that just like unfold from the wall <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> like so drew like think
2: of think of a paper mache ghost or something like that mm-hmm. as you're walking through the halls these little things will occasionally just like pop out with like a like one of a party popper noises
1: like, like, it totally spooks you in the moment, but then you look at it and you're like, I feel fucking stupid for being scared by this.
2: That's awesome. Uh, but the more you play it, and the deeper you get down, the actual really, like, it at some points turns into just a Silent Hill game. Yeah. Oh, I
0: see.
1: Yeah, like, the walls turn to blood and gore, like, monsters will start chasing you, like, the game just gets scarier and scarier like genuinely scarier and scarier further down you get. Which makes it even worse when those stupid fucking paper mache spiders come up again and you're still fucking spooked by them. I think oh, the best dear. part
2: one of the best parts of that is the the original like little paper mache ghosts and stuff like that, when they show up, they're very cartoony looking. The more powerful the monster gets the more realistic its art style looks.
1: Oh, or. wow, I never even got that far.
2: So, if you get down to, like, the la- the very, like, last enemy in the game, he has an almost, like... It's still not hyper-realistic, but it, it's way more realistic than, like, anything else in the game. And it's just... This is very creepy. I,
1: I'm gonna look this the fuck up. Excuse me.
0: But, yeah, that's... Those are my scary stories. Uh, I see. I see. Well... I feel like we've had a lot of scary stories. Unless anyone's got any itching ones, it might be time for Design Club. What do you say? What do you say? Is it time I'm you? ready. I'm ready, coach. Put me in. Okay. Here's, here's your task. Here's your task, lad. If you want to really take home the gold for this year's spooktacular. Uh, I have to Okay, right I'm here. ready. Okay. To win the gold for this year's spooktacular, you have to make a haunted house based around a scary game. I'm not going to lie.
1: I kind of want to just do Spooky's House of Jumpscares.
0: Well, you can't. Actually, you could.
2: I will say this. A haunted house that you could, like, walk around and be in made after, like... uh, Okay, so I'm going to just... I'm going to ask the limitations. Is this, like, assuming I had infinite wealth? I could just make this as spooky and scary as I wanted?
0: Yes, infinite wealth. Because hold that, up you have the wealth of a marvel movie shit fam i can do anything
2: <laughs> um you could make a very like a pretty good sized Spooky's house of jump scares and it'd be pretty scary uh i'm just not sure how you do the infinite floors kind of bit yeah no a that's floors
1: that's not really possible
2: you'd have to like rent out a skyscraper or something and,
1: like, just say, like, oh my okay,
2: start at the top, uh, go, the only way down, the only way out is at the bottom, go. Oh my
1: god, wait, no, that'd be fucking perfect. You basically just, like, you run out an entire skyscraper, and then you, uh, you, you take the elevator all the way up, and then you have to, like, you put a wall, basically, oh, no, the access stairs, you need two sets of access stairs.
0: Huh.
2: Not for this house. Not for this <laughs> jump scare. Put the put the jump scares in this access stairwell as well. Oh,
1: no. No, that's gonna lead to somebody falling over. <laughs> you sneaky sneaky. And then there is spirit
2: trapped in the spooky's
0: house of jump scares. <laughs> oh, no! no!
2: Um, Speaking
1: of, I... Okay, I found this picture of spooky in some sort of, like, crazy medieval armor, and I... I'm just gonna post it in our Discord chat, and I just... Please tell me what the reference is here.
2: Oh, that is a picture from In the Game.
1: Oh, Oh, okay.
2: It's a picture of Spooky in this set of medieval armor. I'm not entirely sure where this...
1: Why this is in the game.
2: But there's a lot of shit like that.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of weird shit in Spooky's house of Jump Scares. Anyways, maybe we should come up with some other haunted house ideas.
2: Um... If it hasn't already been done, oh. I could see a, a Resident Evil haunted house working really well. Would you go in a Resident Evil haunted house?
0: I suppose
1: I would. I think if you did one that's styled on Seven. Yes. If you did, yeah, dude, a Resident
2: a Resident Evil Seven style haunted house would work out really well. If you did, if you did like. Uh, Trying to think, like, because you'd have to have people be walking through, but I'd really like it to be, there'd be a port, part where you have somebody just kind of chasing people a little bit. That kind of assumes people will, I guess if, if we have the condition of we can assume the people will play along with it them running around and having like being chased might work that could well, be a could, lot of fun you
0: could have actors doing that just like you could have someone who they break through like a fake wall and then like someone else is just like running from them it's like come back here you gotta go eat yeah. your dinner something like that
2: that reminds me of that i need to pick up resident evil seven mm-hmm. it looks very spooky
0: mm-hmm. man so yeah. based off of what i've done said earlier I feel like I could get away with a pretty legit Luigi's Mansion haunted house. I
1: think oh, you. Oh, goodness. You definitely could. Oh, goodness, please. We need this. This world needs this.
0: I'm thinking of you, like, obviously you rent out a very massive house. It's, like, a haunted mansion, as you could probably just, like, do anyway. And then the way it would work is you would have, like, all these paintings on the wall of what you will eventually see in the house. They'll kind of look almost, like, spooky style where it's, like, you know, Mario or, like, Luigi-style ghosts. And then you just have people or projections set up like those ghosts and they have to jump out and spook you. And maybe you could make it interactive, right? Like, maybe you could give the people who go in, like, some kind of, like like a mini vacuum or like some kind of like laser pointer and you got to like point it at them to like suck them up or get rid of the projection somehow. Oh, I'm that'd not... be neat. Yeah. Cause I've heard of that happening with some haunted houses where like you kind of, you're given some kind of gadget to interact with it and make it kind mm-hmm. of more like a game than it is a house. Um, yeah. I, yeah th- I mean, I feel like what you could do is like,
2: because in Luigi's mansion, like the whole mansion's very segmented off into the different rooms and stuff uh you could probably have like just a series of a bunch of the different rooms from the game and then like the ghost that inhabits that room because mm-hmm. they're all, all the rooms are always very themed around the ghost that's in that room like yeah the weightlifter ghost is in the gym the the big fat guy is in the dining room kind of mm-hmm. thing uh if you did that and then had like i don't know like you know take those like really high res like 3d uh projectors and stuff like mm-hmm. that like they use for like Hatsune Miku con- concerts and shit. Yeah, yeah Hatsune, Hatsune use, like, Miku. But have them be like Luigi's Mansion ghosts, and then you can have
0: like a light show up and be like, "Point your thing over there and capture the ghost." I like it. I that like it. Be... Could almost it could almost be like those escape rooms that you're seeing these days, where like you go in and there's some kind of challenge or like trick to get out, and it's like, mm-hmm. like find and capture the ghost and you could just you could have the entire mansion full of all these different rooms and you got to choose which ones you go in and which ones are the ones that are going to give you the keys to get out oh it's so good it's up to you to choose like how you want to do it
1: so instead of instead of escape the room it's escape the mansion and i guess you're in a group of like 30 people
0: maybe just like one or two but you could have like smaller group that's you'd have small groups and they're all just trying to like get out and they're all like going into the challenge to do like their own thing Mm
2: -hmm. i'm
0: envisioning something like you go into a room you're given like a riddle
2: or something and it's and like part of the timer for that room is the ghost is like flying around trying to scare you and it has all these things popping up and going off and you have to like find the key or uh to unlock the room to get out or like find something to make the ghost's heart appear you know in like the game and you yeah. flash the light on it yeah nice. yeah like That's...
1: optionals and oh right you could also do something like uh every each room is a sort of a, an escape the room and collecting the hearts is how you get out of the mansion but mm-hmm. you could always just cheap out and get like the key so you can just escape the room mm-hmm. and i guess if you don't escape the room in time they kick you out because you got
0: destroyed by the you...
2: ghost and if you get that cash money at the end you can get a mansion
0: Ooh. when at the you... end based off of how well you did and how many hearts or keys you got you can get a really big like f- like uh, mansion picture or you get a little tiny mansion picture so you can kind of <laughs> like great yourself i like
2: this idea a lot and i hope it exists sometime in the future
0: mm-hmm. mm. yeah that, Internet, that sounds super cool that so. sounds
1: that sounds cool in the same way that uh i don't know how they pulled this off but there's this like parking lot in virginia that they close off once a year for like a full week so that they can just do a four-story cyberpunk larp oh,
2: that's pretty cool yeah that rocks. right that rocks we could rent out a parking lot or a mansion and make it spooky and scary Ooh.
0: Ooh. Ooh.
2: i feel like the occurrences of the word spooky increase like 300 percent
1: yeah, we said no. spooky a lot. Um, I should have had a counter for it. Uh, I didn't expect it. I, I think mm-hmm. it, it might have, it might have, it might have started elsewhere, but it definitely went up when I started talking about spooky's house jump scares.
0: That's mm-hmm. what did it. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, do we have anything more for our design club? I I'm quite happy with our design club. I think we have some wonderful haunted houses to create. Oh yes. I think it is now time for some toasts and pour outs, and I've got a toast. Right. I'd like to toast to pumpkin hill and the sweet yeah. sweet beat of that pumpkin themed level and all of its goofy craziness so I'll, i got a toast for that i got a toast for that level
2: um i have a toast for all of the crazy halloween specials that appear on this time of year because mm-hmm. i like watching those and on tv and stuff those are fun
0: mm-hmm.
2: i had a pour out for something that i can't remember I... what was it visceral no, no. It, it was a pour out for visceral. Also, a pour out for Silent Hills. Mm. Oh. You were taken
0: from us too early. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and its prime.
1: Well, and that in that case, I'm. I'm gonna do a pour out for Christian mythology. Mm. Um. Christian mythology in video games, um, you're frequently done incredibly poorly. Note. Darksiders. Note, Dante's Inferno. (laughs)
2: There
0: you go. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: Darksiders is exactly how it was written in the Bible. It's like, in addition, as of recently, I'm gonna do a pour-out for um, the Lord of the Rings universe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Shadow of... of Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War exist. I'm really, really sorry.
0: Mm. Well, Mm. I think oh you know i got i got one more one more toast one more toast um so i want to toast to those crazy ghosts in metroid prime the uh, chozo ghosts they oh, are dude, very spooky them. they are very scary you can only see them with a certain visor and they were the worst when i was a child they have this terrifying cry that goes off when you enter a room with them and oh they were nasty the music so. the
2: music in the room goes nuts and it's usually dark and it's like man man fuck this room Mhm. Fuck mm-hmm. this world. Mhm. All right. Now before I now that I go straight back to hell. Actually, Zach. Oh, how wait we, shit. How we doing on that whole uh yeah, so getting me out um, of hell. And I got I, I, I've got I'd like most... to be greedy for a second. Can okay. I be back in this world not just in limbo?
1: Okay, mm-hmm. so the way in which this this arcane ritual is going to work is um, I'm gonna perform the initial ritual that'll get you into limbo and then I'm uh-huh. gonna have to I'm gonna have to make I'm gonna have to make a kind of golem all right we will
2: handle this off off the podcast but okay. to start yeah. the ritual I'm gonna need a lesson of the day
1: no okay, cards right. mm. um hey there everybody it's time now for the lesson of the day today's lesson is... When an arcane ritual asks you for goat's blood, make sure not to use not to use cat's blood or dog's blood. Make sure to use goat's blood. Not sheep's blood. Sheep's blood is not right. Goat's blood. Mm. And that's the lesson of the day. Thanks, everybody.
0: Mm. Well, that'll yeah. get us started. Listeners, to make our ritual work... Leave a review. Send us a message. You can contact us at teamnitwick at gmail.com. That's team, N-I-T-W-I-C, at gmail.com. This week's music was done by Pro Leader. He's super great. We'll be back next week for more shenanigans. And we hope to hear you and see you then. And until then, have a spooky, Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.
1: Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.
0: I'm not afraid of...